Hi everyone, just before we get started, we just wanted to apologise for the sound quality from last week and this week. We've had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we will make sure that we've got it sorted for next week. So please bear with us. We hope that the um, content is worth it and um, thanks for listening. Welcome to Four Sisters, keeping it real. In this fortnightly podcast, the Four Stewart Sisters invite you to join them as they share stories, experiences, opinions, and insights into what it's like to keep it real as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Four Sisters is a Stuart Productions podcast hosted and distributed by Anchor. Hi everyone, welcome back to Four Sisters for Sisters. I'm Alyssa and I'm joined today by Deb, Katrina, Imogen and our special guest for today, the beautiful Nikki Deuce. Today on episode three, we're discussing an old topic in a new way, women and the priesthood. Before we get started, Nikki, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and why you accepted our invitation to join us for today's discussion. Well, hey there. Um, <laughs> I think, oh, okay, well, I'm Nikki Deuce, yeah, and I'm Canadian, so that puts me apart from all the rest of the ladies here, but yeah, I'm just a mom of a few little suckers at home. I got Ollie, who's five, and Penny, who's two, and I'm currently pregnant, so we got on the way. <laughs> Um, yeah, I okay. This topic is is really important to me. I really feel like um, when I learned more about women in the priesthood, it was it was a very spiritually strengthening for me. Something that I feel really passionate about. So I was just excited to come on. And plus, I just I'm really good at keeping it real, and I just <laughs> felt like you guys needed me. So I'm, I'm here. we did. <laughs> Can I share with you why we? invited you sure yeah so for those of you that don't know nikki Alyssa, and i worked in relief society together last year and nikki gave a talk in relief society about women in the priesthood and it literally bowled us away every single sister came out of that lesson just either in tears or having their eyes opened to something that we've all heard about for years but had never really understood and that lesson was a game changer so when we talked about this immediately it was like oh Nikki it's not an option it's Nikki (laughs) well I'm very flattered thank you very much you are so welcome (laughs) yeah good glad you could be here yeah so the other reason that I really wanted Nikki on here is like Deb said because she just shared this lesson and it just really opened my eyes up to women's roles in the priesthood I've always kind of been that person who switched off whenever you know priesthood was mentioned thinking oh that's a bit of a guy's thing and I didn't really um I guess explore what it means for women. Mm-hmm. What what is it? Women and the priesthood, and, and how do we um, access that to the fullest? So um, that's why I'm really excited to discuss this today. I'd like to kick it off with um, the question: Why is it so important that we understand everything that we can about the priesthood? I think it's important because everything that we do in the church is predicated on. The priesthood being the authority from God so all our ordinances um, how we serve is all tied to the priesthood and uh, I remember <clears throat> when I was primary president quite a few years ago we went to some training and a member of the state presidency was there and he's like I want you all to understand that primary is an organization that is conducted with the priesthood and by the priesthood and you sisters holding those callings and acting in that manner, you that is a priesthood office 
that you think stand for that. <laughs> um, you can see I was searching Jeez. for that word. <laughs> and and you you are acting in a priesthood office. Yeah. And that was sort of the first time that it had really occurred to me about the role that women play in the priesthood um, as well. So um, it's good to for us to understand that, uh, particularly now that there are movements where women are saying, well, we want to be ordained to be a priesthood holder and not, you know, wanting to pursue things that necessarily um, they aren't intended to have. Mm. And so I'm, I've always been felt very comfortable in having men ordained to the priesthood and women to work in the priesthood as they do. And mm. I've always felt that there is a balance that... Um, Heavenly Father has um, set for us to work together, for men and women to work together. And I always just felt like that was part of that. And and never at any time in my life have I felt diminished because I wasn't ordained to the priesthood. Like I've served in leadership and I've served in all different places and I've never felt less because I wasn't ordained. It's not a problem. I agree. I think that's a really important point is that you know, we do not miss out because mm. we don't hold it the same way that men do. In fact, it's it's actually a huge responsibility and I'm almost grateful. Have you read that, the Oath and Covenant or the Priesthood? It's quite intense. Yeah. And another thing I've always grown up um, knowing is that priesthood holders, the reason or the the fact that they hold the priesthood, it doesn't actually bless them. It is for them to bless others. It's always a very service-based Mm. Um, responsibility and privilege that they hold um, so it's not yeah it's yeah, go on I, no I agree you, I believe the same thing and one of the things that when Nikki shared the lesson one of the things that came out is that you know just as you said Trini there's this confused thought amongst a lot of women that oh, the priesthood are somehow more special than us because they function in that capacity as priesthood holders but one of the things that you mentioned in your lesson was the equal ways in which women serve. And not only do we serve in the capacity of you know, being mothers and nurtured holders of you know, caretakers, but we can still be a part of accessing the priesthood to serve others in different ways. And so it doesn't negate our responsibilities to serve or how we serve, they're just different, different. Yeah you know because of who we are as men and women yeah it's very empowering the more i learn about the priesthood and how it pertains to me and how it it i'm involved in that gathering of israel it 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 fills me up it it excites me it gives me tools it feels i feel more entitled to revelation there's there's lots of things that just come naturally there's a quote by elder oaks that says the more we learn about the priesthood, the more it changes our attitude and behavior towards it. And I really think that's true. I just feel um, more willing to serve because I feel empowered by by that priesthood. Yeah. It's funny that we that we don't, or that I don't know about the rest of you, but in my lifetime, we've never really talked about the priesthood in Same. religious society or young women's. Yeah, that was only question. been recently. You know, since I guess two thousand and fourteen was when Elder Oaks kind of did his his I guess you know premier talk his of debut. women yeah they do on on women and the priesthood that it has become a conversational piece but I don't ever remember growing up 
discussing no. anything about the priesthood. It's the opposite. It, I yeah. I told my mom about it. Like when I gave that lesson, yeah. I was like, "No, mom, we are endowed with priesthood power." She's like, yeah. "We're endowed by priesthood power." <laughs> I'm like, no, no, like, yeah. And that's a conversation I had with my mother. Yeah. And so you know, and that's why I also think it's so important is because we are the teachers. We yeah. teach the youth. We teach the. We teach our families, and mm. I feel immense responsibility even in being in young women's right now, in in empowering them to to know. These are, this is your potential. This is the divine capabilities that we have. I, I think it's really important. I think um, it's really important for us to remember, and I think maybe we often overlook it, is that we're, we're endowed to be gods and goddesses. You know, like if there's never like, all oh, the men get this and you get lesser. Like it's never, it's, it, to me, it's never been presented in that way. Yeah. And I, I, I'm so grateful for that because... I never had that kind of conflict within myself. Like I see some women conflicted about, you know, why can't I hold my baby when my baby's being blessed? And, I th and I'm like, I've never had that kind of, I've always been able to, that always, always sat well with me, I guess, like, I, I, okay with I me. guess I could disagree in some, in some sense. Like, I, I have felt like even with the doctrine of Heavenly Mother, you know, so often like we are taught in the church that we get to have this amazing exaltation and we get this kingdom in to come but we like we know heavenly father but we have no idea okay does my role just look like a silent woman that never is mm. talked about or and so like it's for me that's 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 a, a an issue to me of like the you want a feeling like oh am i relevant you know see when I think of that point I think just like we you know think about Heavenly Mother she's so revered so sacred Heavenly Father doesn't want her name destroyed like in vain the way that his name is and yeah. so there is that element of respect and I guess I have been raised to think about Heavenly Mother that way that we haven't learned the intricacies about her that we have of Heavenly Father because he has tried to respect and preserve her name and yeah. title but a lot of questions my, there's a lot of questions so that you have about it right my dad um was a convert to the church and to him it just always made sense that there would be a heavenly mother, mother that there would be heavenly parents yeah and he used to when he would pray send messages to her and, and be like you know tell my heavenly mother how i'm doing oh, that's lovely. it's beautiful that's so and then he um was take getting a blessing for an exam that he was doing and um he the priesthood holder was giving him the blessing and then he just stopped in the middle of it and he goes the messages that you're sending to your heavenly mother have been getting through oh, and and so you know this priesthood holder knew nothing about what my dad had been doing and so he's always told us that so i've always felt like she's a real person yes, and I then our friend mel yeah. whenever she finds like shoes that are just perfect and on sale at the op shop and she's all like that is a heavenly mother blessing that <laughs> she's taking care of us so cool. <laughs> you know but i feel like the priesthood yeah. does connect us with her yes as, as we learn about yeah. it and especially in the temple i i do feel like so so close to her in those ways mm. so yeah i think too in relation to what you were speaking about before nikki feeling like where's my role fitting in time to come mm -hmm. 
So I think because of the family's proclamation and we're equal fathers. Yeah. Yeah. That's like they men can't access those blessings without women. Mm-hmm. And, and it's done together. And yeah. I think I think that for me is what gives me that comfort that my role is essential. Yeah. Yeah. The t- two together. It's always the two together. Otherwise Well that everlasting covenant requires men and women yeah. to join together to receive that exaltation that yeah. glory comes from a husband wife there isn't one without the other no that's right and and i honestly like i don't know how single sisters do both roles in their home by themselves like just take my hats off my hat off to them because i just like what you were saying Alyssa, uh, about we're both essential the male and the female is essential to that that family unit and what we both do in the priesthood is essential to not just our families but to Zion you know being strong and um, having a good society we need good strong women and good strong men Mm. you know so do you think that if you live in a home without a male there you don't have the priesthood no no I do think you because you've made covenants with God you've been endowed I mean more in the um the the roles that men and women play in rearing of families it's you know you're doing that by yourself that's there that's tough yeah Yeah. so there's a there's a story you know how i love history um the the huns mill massacre and there was a, a young man who was shot in the hip and and i just remember reading it in my youth and it always kind of stuck with me the the power of of women and that they have access to um the power of God yeah that's right and so he was shot in the hip and then she's like Heavenly Father what do I do because it's her son she's like what do I do I wish I could remember their names and he directed her to make this kind of poultice thing and put it in his hip and he had to lay still for like six to eight weeks or something but it formed like a gristle and it worked like the ball in the hip joint and and he was able to like live he had a bit of a limp but he lived i wish i could remember the details i've just thought of it now i know and i just i've always that's always stuck in my head like i don't need to be ordained to the priesthood to have those blessings like they're so available to me at any at any point you know i just have to call on the powers of heaven i can have that and and even if if i'm home by myself with my children i don't need murray there to access you know blessings from heaven yeah i can i can do that myself so i've noticed just in this discussion we've been very formal very politely um but i wanted to know so we have referred the four of us and nikki being our fifth i'm not sure that you have said this but we've each called the priesthood something different or we've referred to it differently so how do we go with saying things like um i don't have the priesthood in my home or referring to the priesthood as a group of brethren. So we should get the priesthood Ah. to set up something. Mm -hmm. You know, we refer to the name or the title or the office of the priesthood in so many different settings. How do we want to agree to refer it? Because there are definite ways that we should refer to the priesthood, right? And that goes back to acknowledging the difference between the priesthood keys, the priesthood authority, and the priesthood power or the office of the priesthood. So... 
Oh Let's gosh. make that distinction. How do we... Definitely the men are not the priesthood. Correct. No, yeah. they hold the priesthood. <laughs> That's Correct. something that I have to be very... Because there is there is a generation that still says that. Yes, yeah. and have you noticed several women in our ward are very adamant that's not correct and, we'll, and you will be called out for saying the wrong thing yes so we have to you be got, very, watch out. <laughs> very careful how we say this but it's it does it does once you learn that you i hold the priesthood in a way thank, thank you for acknowledging me are yes. you talking yeah. about me you know yeah. like but it, it does take a little bit of i think patience mm -hmm. to realize that not everyone is at the same place and not everyone has learned the same things as you and so being kind mm -hmm. to those and not reprimanding them for maybe misusing the priesthood is is uh yeah important i think so let's set the record how do we refer to that name priesthood how should we use it in context the priesthood is not a group of men no and we shouldn't call the brethren in our ward who hold the priesthood authority priesthood yeah i don't know can we just call them the brethren, brethren who hold the brethren, priesthood. Yeah. Who hold the priesthood. Right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a quote by Elder Oates. He says, We should always remember that men who hold the priesthood are not the priesthood. Ding, ding, ding. It is not appropriate to refer to the priesthood and the women. We should refer to them as the holders of the priesthood. I love that. Thank that you. Is perfect. Earth. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> That's why we had you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, then, yeah. So then the priesthood keys, the priesthood authority, priesthood power and the office of the priesthood are all distinct different things okay and you covered all of those in your lesson try to yeah they're very i mean they're incredibly vast it is it is really why don't you share with us what you know oh, what i what i know okay what, what do you know well i think what was one of the most interesting parts of what i've learned about the priesthood in the last year or so is that the difference between the hierarchical priesthood and the patriarchal priesthood, which are two complete different things. Um, the hierarchical is the organization of the church, mm -hmm. of the organization of the church. And that is something that, the, that Jesus established while he was on the church with his apostles, um, with the 12, with his disciples and, and all those things. That is something that he organized and- Again in the Americas, yeah, same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And the patriarchal priesthood, which refers to more of a family organization of the priesthood, was in the Old Testament by Abraham and, and, and kind of was, the, the, the priesthood was run in the family. And that continues today in the temple. And that is where generally women receive the majority of our priesthood power, is when we are endowed in the temple. And so I think the distinction between those things was, and like clarifying that it's, that there's distinction mm -hmm. and that it's all, all just one thing, well it is, but still it, it, it's, it was interesting to me to learn and to feel um, kind of that there's roles for women in the temple and there's roles in the priesthood for women in both orders yeah. of the priesthood. So that was well, something very When you're called to something, you are set apart and given the keys and power of that office to serve you know exactly. whatever because you need that for your that's stewardship right. that's to, exactly to receive right. inspiration yeah. to receive you know revelation for that stewardship that's it right. gives you authority to yes. promise blessings yeah. to to receive exactly revelation for the people in your yeah yeah and that happens under that 
priesthood authority that you're given at that time for that specific duration for that calling. Yeah, exactly. In relation to this calling talk that we've got, I just mm -hmm. wanted to mention this quote. Often we women don't realise that the power through which we accomplish much good in our callings and in our homes is an expression of priesthood power. As a, matter, as a matter of fact, all the good that is done in the world is done through God's power. So that's from uh, Endowed with Power from um, the Brigham Young University Women's Conference in 2019. Jean Bingham. Sister Bingham. Sorry, yeah. I missed her name. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. So I just, I, I think that this really goes back to what we spoke about before with some women feeling maybe a little bit like they've missed out. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think just there's just so many blessings that can be accessed by both men and women. And you yeah. get it. Yeah. You know, and you know, they you know, even if you're a boy, if you're under a certain age, yeah. Yeah. you know, you don't you might not have been given those keys. Yeah. And some of that missing out, for me, like most of my knowledge that I've gained about women in the priesthood has been in the last two years. Yeah. I've been endowed since two thousand and ten. That's ten years of of or eight years ish of like me not really understanding the power that was given to me. And yeah. I like and even I remember reading afterwards in my um patric the my my patriarchal blessing? I don't know how to say it. Right? <laughs> it's the Canadian patriarchal <laughs> <laughs> We're throwing you off with that was the accent. <laughs> and and the word power came up so many times and I'm like, that's the priesthood power. I just didn't, what power did I think he was talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And even when you're, they say you're endowed with power from on high, that's priesthood power. And, and I think often I just thought it was like just magical power. I don't know what I thought <laughs> it was, but it, it's yeah. very clear that that is the priesthood power. And so yeah. I think for me, it's just like, oh my goodness, like just the feeling of like, why wasn't I taught this? Yeah, you yeah. know where who someone should be in charge of teaching everybody this. Like, that's what we're doing now, though. Yeah, that's and that's what, what I think <laughs> is like the the church is always well, a, it's a living thing. It's a living thing, and it's not like you know our understanding is continuing to grow and develop as we build on what our parents and and their parents knew. Mm. You know, and we can understand more and more. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I like that you asked that question. What else could it be? So. Dallin H. Oaks, he talks about women when they receive callings, um, you know, in the ward or whether they're called to teach as missionaries or go to the temple. And he says, you know, um, that we're accustomed to speaking of women having the authority of the priesthood in their callings and such, but what other authority can it be? Yeah. It can't be any other authority mm -hmm. but the priesthood authority that we do serve our missions, that we go to the temple, that we have our callings. That's it. That's the authority. There is no other authority. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And I really felt that on my mission. I, I really felt um, Empowered. the power. Yeah. Like, it, it was really, and there was times when I was, like, I served for a little bit in a, in a, what do you call it, like a visitor center in Missouri. And I was basically a tour guide, right? Like I'm like going through and bearing my testimony and showing them this and that. And, um, and there were times where they saw me as a tour guide. And I was like, <clears throat> like, I have been endowed <laughs> with the power. I'm just like, just like I am a, I'm a, this, I am a messenger. Yeah. of Jesus Christ like it, it was I had felt like there was times where I felt the need even to some of the elders that I served with 
to remind them that I am equally called of equally God. Called of right. God. And yeah. I felt I really felt that. Yeah. It wasn't something that was just like, I deserve this. I felt that power yeah. within me, that that endowed power. I, I felt the same and I agree. I feel like we, since we've had President Nelson that I've really learned a lot more about women's roles in the priesthood. I um, Actually, I have a quote and he speaks about how he yearns for us to understand that the restoration of the priesthood is just as relevant to you as a woman as it is to any man. Because the Melchizedek priesthood has been restored, both covenant-keeping women and men have access to all the spiritual blessings of the church. Or we might say, to all the spiritual treasures the Lord has for his children. So I just, I really love that. And I feel like, um, for me, it's been a real um, eye-opener. Because, like I said before, I really hadn't learnt much about the priesthood prior to, um, just like Nikki. Nikki's kind lesson. Of, yeah, like Nikki's lesson yeah. kind of um, excited the me. Yeah, and then I'm just like, oh, actually, this is really relevant right now. Like President Nelson is saying, you know, learn about it. This is for you. Well, if you go back to Joseph Smith, he spoke of establishing among the Relief Society sisters a kingdom of priests. And he used um, similar terms when he spoke of the relationship of all the saints to the temple. So for him, he understood that Latter-day Saint women would exercise priesthood authority. And so maybe that's gotten kind of lost in the traditions and culture that's developed um, from the church. But... Um, I think we're having this discussion, which is really good for us as women of the church to acknowledge our roles mm. so that people outside the church can also see that acknowledgement of our roles uh, with the, within the priesthood. Yeah. I like what you said about the culture because this information has always been around, right? It has always been taught. It has always been doctrine. It's always been there. But for whatever reason, the culture of our church attendance, I guess, or mm. the culture of Latter-day Saint culture, Latin, yeah, yeah. whatever that is, it has almost divided us as women and men, and, yep. oh, that's a man thing, we don't talk about it, we don't learn about it, um, Relief Society doesn't need to know about that, but we do, we absolutely need to learn about yeah. it. Yeah, and it, like, it's just been something that's kind of overlooked yeah. in, in our religious education. Mm. So as someone who wasn't in Nikki's lesson, um, I've been wondering how, you know, you say it can be a part of our day-to-day -day life and this kind of thing. And often I think of, I associate that feeling with um, being guided by the spirit and in my callings, I'll listen to the spirit. I'll stay close to the spirit. But how do you, um, I suppose, differentiate the companionship of the spirit with um, our priesthood power? I truly believe they go hand in hand. I think, like even in um, Barbara Morgan Gardner, she writes a book of, that's called um, The Priesthood Power of Women, and she talks about our first priesthood endowment, as you were, or like receiving of the priesthood is when we receive the Holy Ghost. That that's cool. is part of the, like it's a blessing that comes from, from having, making that covenant with God. And that's God's power, the, mm -hmm. the Holy Ghost is. And so um, there's a quote by um, President Nelson, and he says, you won't find this process spelled out in any manual. The Holy Ghost will be your personal tutor as you seek to understand what the Lord would have, would have you know and do. 
This process is neither quick nor easy, but it is spiritually invigorating. What could possibly be more exciting than to labor with the spirit to understand God's power, the priesthood power? So it really is, it's hard because there isn't a manual. Like, I would love to tell you, like, you should do this, you should do that. But, like, for me, I feel like the more I learn about the priesthood, um, and it really is about service. Like, it really, so much of it is about, like, going to the temple and, and finding inspiration there and finding... Um, yeah, revelation. That makes sense, though, because yeah. that's where we receive the priesthood power, you know, yeah. is from our covenants that we make with God in the temple and the ordinances that we participate in. So going to the temple, you just re, you know, you're just refilling your well, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and going back to kind of what I talked about earlier about the two orders of the priesthood. Um, I wish I had a diagram that we could like show the people who are listening to because it can get pretty confusing. But so the patriarchal priesthood, that is the priesthood that it was established by Abraham. That's the family priesthood, and that is what exists today in the temple. When we receive our endowments, we receive the endowment of the priesthood power. That means we have the priesthood when we make those covenants. Um, and we're able, as women, to perform ordinances in the temple. Like I was telling Deb that I know someone that is 35 years old, a man, and he was shocked to find out that I said, well, it's women that are perform- performing the ordinances, like for me. And he's like, what? He just thought there was like <laughs> double men, like working ordinances, but like... Did he think that that was wrong, or was he just shocked to know that it was women? I don't know if he yeah. ever thought about it, yeah. really, you know? But like... Anyway, I I remember I was surprised when I went through and I was like, it's a woman, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful. It was the best. I I don't think, I think it just felt natural natural to me that it would be a woman. Maybe someone had said to me that that's how it would be, so I was prepared. But yeah, it's beautiful. When you think about that, women looking after women, empowering women, showing women their role in oh. the eternities, their yeah. role in the temple. I know, I've got goosebumps. And they're so beautiful. That's, they're just yeah. so gentle and beautiful. Well, what are our promises? We are temple. priests and priestesses who are promised blessings to become kings yeah. and queens. You know? Like, Gods it and makes, goddesses. It makes sense that we would have the authority to help our sisters get there. Yeah. Know? So in the sure. temple, the priesthood exists, but there is no keys. Yeah. So priesthood keys and priesthood authority in the temple look a lot different than it does in the actual church. So in the church, in which is the hierarchical order of the priesthood, that is what Christ... I love how you say that. Listen, <laughs> I listen to so many podcasts. Everyone says it different. This is I how I say it. I love it. <laughs> Roll with it. I love it. Um, anyway, so Barbara Moore Gardner... Barbara Morgan Gardner said it like that, so that's I'm like trying to be like, hey Gardner, shout out. <laughs> Let's plug her book. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, she she says it like that. But in the the order of the church, there's authority, keys, and power. Right? They're all separate. And and presiding keys is a big one. There's over forty different keys that someone can hold in the church. And, yeah. And the office. There's obviously different offices and everything. Um, that you're ordained to. Um, and within those, yeah, so within that order, there's the 
general. And within those, there's different callings as well. That is actually so exciting for women that every opportunity for us to excel is granted to us mm. as women, with or without being married or yeah. you know relying on a brethren, we can still have those same blessings given to us. Well, even yeah. in the service of the church, it, yeah. I'm, in her book she talks about like, okay, so we can have authority, right? So we, yeah. can, we can receive that authority through the laying on of hands yeah. in our callings. The, the Relief Society president really receives it, the Young Women's president, and the mm-hmm. primary president. And, and so it's like, okay, so do we just get to serve over women? But no, like even the primary president serves over men. The teachers yeah. are under her jurisdiction, yeah. per se, I guess. Yeah. And she, she has authority to, yeah. to promise blessings, to serve them, and all those things. And so that, that's also very key to understand that we have those opportunities. We're not limited in, in, in lots of ways. I feel like we serve really well in the church as mm-hmm. women. So I've got an awesome quote here from President Ezra Taft Benson. Um, He says, Giving birth may be one way that covenant women participate in the priesthood power of binding on earth what shall be bound in heaven, acting in the earth for salvation of the human family. So women can hold priesthood authority, act with priesthood power, perform priesthood ordinances, be vested with priestly identities, and enter the holy order of the Son of God, which can alone bring us back into God's presence. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. That's so cool. That's really nice. Yeah, so like actually the action of giving birth is us participating in the priesthood power. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you read that because I had not ever connected those two things together. And I have five children, so I've birthed five people. And each time I've birthed them, I've just felt um, an incredible sense of power. And it, it's just empowering to me as, as a person, as their mother. I feel so connected to them. And I've always felt that Murray's missed out because he's not ever housed the baby. The baby's never lived it's in him. Same, and, yeah. No, yeah. He's never birthed. He's been there. He's watched. He's, but he's never experienced it firsthand. And I just... just made me think that I wonder if the reason that when that baby comes out and it's the first moment that it lays on your chest, there is no feeling that can be, you know, yeah. replicated any other way then that moment, I think that's why I've had five as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot of kids between all of us. That moment. But, um, oh, it just, it's just incredible. And I do feel very fortunate as a woman to have that privilege. Yeah. Mm. And I also love that traditional feeling of like raising the children and being at home with the children. And I've never connected that with... Um, Your priesthood. Yeah, with my mm-hmm. role within, within the priesthood. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I, I think society doesn't really hold motherhood as, as a value, as, a, as, as valuable. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's hard as a mom sometimes, but I think, you know, the only way women are really seen as successful or as, like, prominent in this world is if they're working a man's job and being successful in, in the traditional way a man has worked. And, mm-hmm. and I love that the church celebrates that side of us, but also just really celebrates motherhood and Mm -hmm. and we're able to have the priesthood um endowed to us and we're able to give birth and i feel like we kind of have it all yeah we're so lucky when i was pregnant with my first 
Mackenzie, I was told by someone, um, it was shared with me that I should look at this experience as being one of the best experiences that I would ever have and that it was a privilege to know that I was housing two spirits at the one time. So that's something that men will never have the opportunity to have. And that connection is something that we should never take for granted, that we're yeah. gifted with the privilege to house another spirit of Heavenly Fathers. I'd like to just finish up with this quote from Sister uh, Sherry Jew. The blessings of the priesthood are available to every righteous man and woman. We may all receive the Holy Ghost, obtain personal revelation and be endowed in the temple from which we emerge armed with power. The power of the priesthood heals, protects and inoculates all of the righteous against the powers of darkness. We're so privileged as women mm. and I really loved learning more about the priesthood. It's such an amazing thing and um, the power of God is, is for all of us, you know, men, women and children. And um, I'm really excited that we had Nikki here today to share her story. Thank you, Nikki. Yay. Thank you, Miss Derry. Thank nice you. You're a wee one. We love you, babe. We do love you. Thank you for keeping it real with the four sisters this week. We look forward to hearing from you on our social media platforms. Four Sisters can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Four Sisters. Additionally, you can email us at fourstuartsisters at gmail.com. We hope you have a lovely week. See you next time.